0: Let's get into our posture. Make sure you're comfortable. Check to see that you're that you are not consciously holding your posture in place. Check your legs, your hands. Make sure your elbows are not too close, not too far from your body. Let your shoulders hang loose. Find the natural straightness of the back and stay there. Center your head and neck so you don't need to consciously keep them in place. eyes opened, closed, or half opened. Choose what you find most conducive for you. Let your mouth, teeth, and tongue remain in their natural places, leaving the tip of the tongue touching the back part of the upper teeth just slightly, not pressing. And as you continue to make adjustments, looking for adjustments to be made in the posture, bring your attention to the breath as you do so. observe the posture. If you need to make any adjustments so you can be more comfortable, more stable, then do so. Raise your seat if you have to. Lower your seat if you have to. Fold the cushion if you have to. Look for the sense of ease that is, will be in the posture itself. now bring your attention solely to the breath and just observe the breath without any other intention, not even the intention to make the mind focus on the breath, nor the intention to chase away distractions. Just have one intention to follow the breath and follow the breath with an unbroken continuity of awareness for about 21 cycles for the last time make adjustments in your posture if you need to and make a resolution not to allow yourself to move under compulsion while you're in meditation (coughs) so make sure the posture is comfortable and stable and bring to the surface of your mind the reason why you want to meditate specifically what you're looking for in this meditation and connect this meditation to the big picture so to speak the ultimate object attention to the point between your eyebrows, while invoking to your presence, your guide, the means through which you will achieve your aims, the very embodiment of all that you aspire to. Focusing at that space about an arm's length distance from you, your guide appears in a form made entirely of light, (coughs) shining with the brightness of a thousand suns. Somewhere within you, there is either a flash of conviction or steady conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of that which is for you the means and the only means to achieve your goal so strengthen your faith take refuge holding on to that conviction and now show reverence prostrate express your gratitude, make offerings, conscience, admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence, again take refuge for guidance and strength, and make a promise to restrain according to your capacity, and think of something to make up for the lapses of the past. Rejoice in whatever measure of of virtue exists within you and in others. The merit that makes one become spiritual, the merit that one acquires while one is spiritual, merits that makes one into achieved Buddhahood and everything else in between, everything else all the way to the merits of Buddhas. Request all the enlightened beings, all teachers to teach. Especially what we need to know to help us to get to our next step. Ask all of them to please stay. view the preliminaries and dedicate their merits to help you succeed in your meditation. For you to meet the object of your meditation, for it to be clear in your mind, for you to be stabilized in that object and for you to absorb whatever positive qualities object has for you. Bring the teacher to the crown of your head. Feel the presence of the teacher above your head, that bright form shining like a thousand suns. And through aspiring to be free of your obstacles, aspiring for your realizations, see yourself being blessed with nectar falling from the teacher's heart to you through your crown of your head Think of your guide as being the embodiment of all that you aspire to. And form a strong wish to be inseparable, to become inseparable with the teacher. And through the strength of your aspiration, the teacher's form dissolves into a point of light, which descends through the crown of your head and merges with your mind at your heart center. Bring your attention back to your breath, keeping your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body again. may have been uh, somewhat spoiled with a I would say miscommunication about um, breath meditation a mindful uh, and it's not really breath meditation this is uh, called mindfulness on mindfulness of breath meditation okay uh, some of the misunderstanding that you may have been uh, unfo- not uh, not of your own uh, fault, is that uh, it doesn't lead to anything. It's a waste of time. It might be uh, not, not advantageous for you to actually do some, such a thing. Okay. Well, that is, if you are, if your old aim is to simply, not like, for example, if your spiritual aim is to somehow, you know. Uh, just to be mindful mindful of the breath, and that 's it and you have no other no other objective other than to just be mindful of the breath and to to uh dwell in the wonderful feelings the wonderful uh, uh, sensations you may experience just being mindful of the breath. the wonderful sensations the beautiful experiences are not uh are not experiences that you can only have with with using the breath. Whatever object you use as a object of meditation, as you deepen your meditation, you will experience nice feelings, you will get those nice experiences. So it's not just something that the breath is uh, is a culprit of. Okay. And particularly within the Tibetan tradition, you may have been you may have been warned about meditation on breath. It just—it's—it's disn- uh, it's for. Uh, it doesn't bring any uh, virtue. The breath is neutral. You're not going to get anything uh, spiritual out of it. Well, that is—you know—to help you uh, sort of remind you of the ho- of the purpose of, of of why you're engaging in meditation. It's not just to reap. Uh, it's not just to have good feelings like. Uh, uh, you know, enjoying a good movie or eating your favorite food, and you have a nice feeling doing that. And now you're using meditation just to do the same thing. So it's just to remind you that meditation is not just for that. It's not just for acquiring, uh, uh, you know, uh, feelings that don't last, pleasures that you know, th- that are very ephemeral. Okay, so it's just to remind you of that. It's not. It's not really saying that meditating on the breath is really a waste of time and the tricky thing about it uh, is one of the reasons why in Buddhist me- in Tibetan meditation Tibetan tradition you're asked to don't do, me- Buddhist medi- don't do meditation on the breath in the beginning and I'm using the word in the beginning specifically is because it's considered to be a high practice <laughs> Okay, so you're asked to stay away from that so you won't get burned So that's one of the reasons why in Tibetan Buddhism you're asked to, uh, in the beginning, the downplay, they make, they, make, they make meditation on the breath seem to be something unimportant. And then we go around not being able to even do anything and go around boasting, oh, breath meditation, I'm beyond that. Okay? And you have no idea what meditation is because you never experience it. And there you are going around doing one of the uh, things that you're not supposed to do. Criticizing a practice, okay. So to avoid you criticizing practice, experience with <laughs> meditation, but know that uh, it's not just the good feelings that you're looking for. And even though I am guiding you in the medi- in, in this meditation to look for joy, the 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 uh, the ultimate purpose of it is not so that you can find this joy, so you can uh, say, "Oh, now I, my work is over, and I can you know uh, I can you know." Uh, and you say, "I can retire from the spiritual path. I've reached my goal. Okay, I found joy." Now, the reason for seeking this state of mind is because you need it. You can't really do any meditative work if you're depressed, if you're not in experiencing some sort of joy. And as a matter of fact, uh, the more intense the state of joy, the more powerful the work you can do. If you're not experiencing anything resembling joy, you're not really doing any work that is transformative. All you're doing is planting seeds so that in some future life maybe you find some teacher, maybe you find a path, maybe you get on the path. Okay. If you want to really make use of this human life, really want to start to experience things, you better start to really take this into uh, serious consideration. You have to bring your mind to experience something called joy, okay? And it's just for lack of a better word that we have to call it joy. It's not just that. It's not the joy you experience when you're watching a good movie, you know, eating your favorite food or doing whatever you like. It's not that kind of joy. This joy is really the kind of joy which will be like analogous to a quiet room when nobody's making noise, okay? It's not that some positive thing, something that you bring into the room, is just the natural state of the room when there's nobody making noise. Okay? So the joy that you experience is just the natural state of your mind when the mental afflictions are quieted. And the more quiet they are, the more intense the state of joy is. And now when you have the mental afflictions quiet, dormant, then you can start working. When the mental afflictions are, are, are active, what it's not just that they are disturbing you; they are actually doing. They are actually the ones who are doing. They are engaging you in action. And when you have mental afflictions engaging you in action, all you're doing is making samsara last longer, making samsara more concrete, making your grasping tighter. Okay, you cannot fung- you cannot work. Positively, uh, uh, transformatively, with with the mental afflictions active in your mind, so you have to quiet them. So with this meditation, you, you you are able to get to that quiet space, find that room that room in the building of your mind where there's mental afflictions are not so active, and then you can start working. Then you're not the puppet of your mental afflictions. Okay, and the more quiet the room. That is, the more intense the joy, that means the more powerful your, the, the work that you can do in meditation. Okay? And the reason uh, that we are not experiencing those wonderful experiences that we are supposed to be experiencing in those incredible meditations that, you know, that are listed in those uh, manuals is because we, have not, we are not really doing them. We are trying to get to that space to be able to do them. And you will not get anywhere unless you get to that space. And when I say n- not get anywhere, of course, you know, you're not doing, you're not actively doing some evil, some some something that is uh, of uh, of uh, demerit. You're not actively doing something that's gonna uh, bring you some uh, unpleasant experience in the, in the future. You know, you're not collecting bad karma. And and at the same time, you're sort of contemplating something nice, and that will bring you some nice result in the future okay. but if you want to if you want your personality the personality that you know Joe, Jamie if you want Joe and Jamie's body Joe and Jamie's mind to be the one to reap the fruit of your work then you have to start be serious about it okay. and then you have to get to joy you have no choice about it okay. <laughs> you have to experience joy and the more intense it is the better okay now, this is not to uh, get this mixed up with the, uh, I'm not asking you to break the vow of, you not know, the vow, the Bodhisattva vow. Uh, what do you call it again? What's the wording? En- uh, enjoying this, the, the good state of meditation. Okay, Enjoying the good state of meditation is you get into meditation just to escape temporarily in that nice, nice little joy and not doing anything with it. That's what they mean by escape. That's what they mean by uh, just enjoying it. All you're doing is just enjoying it. You're not doing something with it. Okay. It doesn't mean, which might be confusing to you, some people, if you are of the, if you have the seed, because of past life, you know, Joe already did the work, but unfortunately Joe didn't reap the rewards, and now here you are, with seeds you have no idea how he got them, and you're sitting down and you're experiencing some wonderful stuff in your mind you say, oh my God, I'm not supposed to be experiencing this joy because that's indulging and I'm breaking my vow. (laughs) And what you're doing when you're doing that, when you're saying that, you're keeping yourself away from being able to do what you intended to do. You need to be in that space. Okay? And the more intense the joy, the better. As a matter of fact, that's what Tantra is all about. Tantra is getting to that intense pace, space, and not just getting there and say, "Oh, now I'm I'm free because I'm now experiencing intense intense uh, joy." No, he said, "Now I have a powerful tool to work with." Okay, I didn't uh, break any secrets, I hope, (laughs) Uh, but I don't think I did. So uh, so the, the myth, the, uh, the confusion that, you, that may have been holding you back, wait a minute, breathing meditation, I'm wasting my time maybe because I heard that. Uh, it's just that it's in, the, in the beginning, it's considered to be a preparation for meditation. Okay? And then in the middle, you completely uh, forget about breath meditation. And guess what you do at the end? you go back to breath meditation. okay? Why? Because the space you want to get to, the breath is, is the best vehicle to get you there in the most intense way. Now we're not doing anything intense so you don't have to worry about you know, getting blissed out and you don't have to worry about those kind of things. Okay? You're just going to get to a nice little joy and then be able to use it because you can't end up bliss right now. <laughs> In the same way that the mental afflictions are, you know, bouncing your, uh, bouncing your mind, uh, bouncing you all over the place, bliss would, you know, would, would make you like, uh, uh <laughs> in a strange way to put it, dysfunctional, okay? You'd be saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and not be able to do anything else. i will say, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, okay? <laughs> And when you lose it, because you're always saying, is, "Oh my God, oh my God," you you'll be very disappointed because you don't have it. And then this is where the danger is: now you want to go back to experience just just that, okay? Not really use, do it using it, but just to experience it. Okay. Uh, All right. So I hope that demystifies uh, it, it. Now, some wonderful things you can do <laughs> with the breath, other than just getting to that space. You can also use the breath to. Just using the breath and then uh, maintaining your attentiveness—the attentiveness that you're developing, the attention that you're developing—that is focusing on the experiences that are going on as you're anchoring yourself, your attention on the breath, the uh, attention, the uh, the experiences that are going on with your body, the experiences that are going on with your with your mind, and then you start to be aware of, oh my God, look at that, my mind is actually quiet. And you're able to say this to yourself. It's not just that you're imagining it. it. Is, this, is this my mind quiet? Well, I'm not really hearing anything, but I don't really feel quiet. That means you're not quiet. Okay? <laughs> when your mind is quiet, the same way that you're palpably uh, certain that something else something is happening, when you have a headache, you don't think, do I have a headache? I'm not sure if I have a headache. Should I take a, I'm not sure if I should take an aspirin because I'm not sure if I have a headache. No, you have a headache. You know you have a headache. If you're not sure, you don't that one. You don't have one, <laughs> okay? So in the same way, in the same palpable way, when your mind is quiet, it will be a palpable experience, and you will be an, an expert at knowing. Wait a minute. This is happiness. This is joy. This is bliss number one. This is bliss number two. This is bliss number three. You will know when these are happening to, your, to, to you. This is not a meditation where you're imagining things happening. It's not, a, it's not a, a meditation where you're exercising or strengthening your imagination. You're applying your mindfulness to what's going on. Okay, you're not pretending to be happy. You're not pretending to be joyful. You are experiencing it. Okay, and you're aware of it. And using the the mindfulness of the breath, which is already palpable, which is something that is easily to uh, acquire, to to anchor you, to anchor your 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 the, the function of the mind that, that, that is attentive. Okay. Uh, so what are the extras that you can do other than just to get to the space? You can use the breath itself to get to insight. Yes, you can use the breath to get to insight. Well, what's happening as you're uh, uh, observing the breath? You're observing qualities of the breath. They're the conventional qualities of the breath. Oh, look at that. The inhalation is longer than before. The exhalation is shorter than before. Oh, the sensation that's going through uh, my nostrils feels finer than before. It feels like cottony. You're experiencing certain qualities of the breath. Your, your, your awareness is, is, is uh, becoming more and more refined, more and more refined. You're able to pick up on qualities of the breath that you were not able to be aware of before. And then, when the conventional qualities are becoming more and more subtle and more and more subtle, then you can become aware of more subtle phenomena, such as you're able to palpably be aware of, not just intellectually be aware of, oh the breath is impermanent, or oh, your breath is impermanent because you no know, inhalation stops and then exhalation begins, and you're able to say this intellectually. But when you when you when you have an experience of this, you have an appreciation of what it is to be impermanent, and not only are you ascribing it just to just to the breath but you can ascribe it to now you you can have this experience easily with more with other phenomena that you it's not easier for you to see their impermanence then you understand what it means to be impermanent then especially the, you understand why is it such a big deal to realize that things are impermanent believe it or not even though intellectually we know things are in, not permanent but uh, at a subconscious level, we behave as though things are permanent. And when you're able to have an ex- experiential understanding that of impermanence, then that kind of mind that sort of instinctually makes you behave as though things are permanent is damaged. So it doesn't control you anymore. And you're able to palpably, uh, easily get to that experience of impermanence with the breath. Okay. And knowing that the breath is impermanent, then you're able to also get to the point of knowing other qualities. It will bring you to, uh, for example, what is it? Uh, uh, what, uh, no, how the breath? For one, uh, one thing connected to ultimate reality of the breath is you know that the breath is not doesn't have a permanent. Uh, How do I put this one? (laughs) That you, well, that you are not the breath. You come to know this experientially. I'm not talking about intellectually you know you're not the breath, but when something is happening to your breath, oh my God, I'm, I'm dying. Okay? You know palpably that you are not the breath. And then that will get you even to seeing... Let's say all right an ultimate the ultimate nature of reality okay and and where am I getting this from? <laughs> you know we need authoritative texts uh it's in it's in the sutras uh of mindfulness of breathing, okay then sutra means that the Buddha spoke it okay where the Bu- where uh the Buddha said with the breath itself if you're skillful if, you're, if you can use mindfulness of breath to gain insight not only that to actually experience freedom from samsara okay so well last this is the last I hope of, of dismissing removing any uh, doubt you may have had about mindfulness of breath okay that you're it might be a waste of time or uh, it's not a virtuous object because uh, it's it's not a means to get... It. Breath itself doesn't give you uh, renunciation. Breath itself doesn't give you uh, bodhicitta. Breath itself doesn't give you uh, a correct view. But if you use breath skillfully, you can get use breath to get renunciation. You can use the mindfulness of breath to, to get to bodhicitta. And yes, you, you can get it you can use it to get to a uh, correct view, and one of the first things about one of the first views that you can get easily with the breath is the impermanence of things, and that's and and uh, only when you experience it can you know the, what's the big deal. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh just reminder the words it's really uh bringing your knowingness to the br- to the to the breath or to the to the phenomena that are occurring while, or what the breath has an anchor okay it's not just saying things in your mind okay you, you you say things in your mind, just as a device to help anchor your your attention. Okay, that's what they're there for. They're not the object of the meditation. Saying, "I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out." The words that are going in your mind, they're not. This not the ob- It's not the meditation. It's just a device. If you don't need it, don't use it. If it's too too cumbersome for you, then uh, dispense with it. Okay, but just stay knowing. And be sincere. You may need it. It might be a good clutch—not clutch, uh, not clutch, clutch for you. Okay. If you're limping, no, admit it. You're limping. <laughs> you have a limping mind. Okay. Admit it and use the clutch. And then when you're when you're when you're no longer in need of it, then dispense of it, so you can gain strength. Okay. Mindfulness of the breath. Knowing, knowing that you're breathing in knowing that you're breathing out knowing the qualities of the in-breath and the out-breath and as you're just staying using that as that's the post, that's the anchor then you start to be aware of things going on in your mind and very important if you want to process things that are holding you back do not attach identity do not attach importance to anything that are going on okay then you can be able to process things that you have to process. You better process either deal with them now, or you deal with them twenty years later. They're blocking you. They're holding you back. You better, you better deal with them. What am I talking about? It could be bliss, <laughs> or it could be trauma. Do not attach yourself to any experience that goes on. I'm not saying this as if you know, as if I'm. Uh, 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 preaching doom is about to you know, uh, 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 descend upon your meditation you know uh, there are things that we process bef- uh, before we knew how to talk for example that are blocking us right now okay. maybe uh, you f- uh, when you were pre-verbal you were very sensitive to emotions and you sense an emotion that disturbed you because you didn't know how to process it And without your conscious knowledge, it's blocking you without even knowing. And if you want to become free of this block, don't hold to experiences in your meditation. If all of a sudden you have fear, just look at it like a cloud passing through the sky. It may be a small cloud. It may be a big cloud. It may pass in one minute. It may may take a day for it to pass. But you just know it's just a cloud passing. The nature of the sky is clarity. It's not the cloud. The nature of your mind is not the fear. It wasn't there before. It's just passing by. Don't don't cling to it as if it's you or as if you've, you've transformed somehow as you've done the impossible. You, which has no nature has all of a sudden become a truly existing fear. You, which has no nature has is all, all of a sudden become some sort of sense of pleasure. Okay, They're just things passing through, passing by. Okay, Let them pass. Don't hold them to them. Okay? And you see what happens when you bring attention to something, right? You strengthen them. Okay? That is, you strengthen your awareness of them. Right? Now, taking that into consideration... And if you're still at the, uh, uh, it's not necessarily the verbal state, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, and there's fear. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, and there's fear. They stay very objective. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, the fear is gone. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, I'm experiencing lack of fear. Don't get freaked out, please. (laughs) And we have uh, meditation insurance. (laughs) Okay, let's go. So make sure you're comfortable, that you're not consciously holding your posture in place. Get to that sense of ease that is in the posture itself when it is correct. Then bring your attention to the point where the teacher became one with your mind at your heart center. bring up a sense of determination, knowing what you're you're, what you're doing consciously, what you're about to meditate on and begin to observe the breath. If you wish you can count five cycles and then when you believe that you have found the breath, that there is something noticeable about the breath that you were not notice aware of before, then just stay aware with that, stay with that. And then when other experience comes in, like definitely the calmness, then bring that into the mindfulness, or while you're, wearing, while you're being aware of the breath, inhalation, exhalation, then there's the experience of calmness in the body, in the breath, in the mind and other experiences, other functions of the mind you may become aware of, and whatever is happening, bring them into the mindfulness, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, while this is happening, I'm knowing that there is, I'm distracted, or this is what distraction is, and so forth. Okay. your attention to all sentient beings and let your heart embrace them with compassion and love strongly wishing that they be free of all their problems in that very state of quietness or calmness or joy that you may have experienced strongly wish that all beings would experience this Dedicate to virtue the merit of this meditation to your ultimate goal. And bring your attention to the gross breath. Keeping your attention on the breath, slowly be aware of your body again.